This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're really glad you could join us again today. Well, the Structured Settlement Protection Act was created by Congress to protect individuals and their structured settlements from abuses by various factoring companies. Now there's more progress being made to these protections as several states have now enacted legislation to better protect the public and to better inform them of the benefits of their structured settlements. And today on Ringler Radio, we'll be discussing these important legislative actions concerning structured settlements and the whole factoring issue. Well, serving today as my co-host is my friend and Ringler colleague, Jim Early. Jim is the Executive Vice President and National Sales Director at Ringler and serves as a member of the Board of Directors. And he'll also become the next President of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association in 2017. So with that, welcome, Jim. And it sounds like there's nothing on your plate. Aren't you, uh, you, aren't you going to get busy <laughs> some one of these days? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eventually have to get get to work sooner or later. Larry, hey, what a great thrill to be on again with Ringler Radio and you. Uh, I don't know how many of these I've done, but it's uh, such a pleasure to do it. Always great to have you as the co-host. Well, our special guest today is Eric Vaughn. Eric's the executive director of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. And uh, Eric previously served on the White House Domestic Policy Council and the National Security Council. He also served in senior policy positions with the Office of Management and Budget and in the Office of the Secretary of Defense. So with that, Eric, welcome to the show. And uh, from the sound of all that, sounds like you were the ultimate political establishment insider, doesn't it? Yeah, this is, this is not a good year for someone like me, though. It's, it's the outsider's year. I but know yes, it. I right. know it. Well, we'll call you an outsider from, from now on. Put <laughs> you right you. in the mix. Well, Eric, again, welcome back to Ringler Radio, and it's always great to have you here. Uh, but before we focus on the Structured Settlement Protection Act, Perhaps you can give our uh, audience a little bit of insight into what's going on right now with the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. So what's going on with NASTA? What's on the horizon? What are you seeing? First of all, let me tell you, it's great to be on your show again. I've always enjoyed it. It's it's fun to be with you, and I certainly having the opportunity to be on a radio show with Jim Early is is very exciting, and I appreciate it. Um, NSSTA, our, our trade association, I don't think has ever been – uh, stronger in terms of our numbers of members. Our finances are excellent. Uh, our organizational structure, our management structure is just in great shape. Um, and we're reaching many, many members, uh, that we've, we just have not reached in the past several years as a result of a brand new set of growth initiatives. So we're creating a lot of new excitement. We have a new congressional structured settlements caucus with about 70 members in Congress who've joined the caucus. And we're just coming off one of the most successful annual meetings we've ever had, uh, down in Florida. 
uh, and it's just a great start to a year that's going to produce a lot of really exciting changes and opportunities and developments. Uh, not to mention, we just added a new life company, USAA uh, Insurance has joined as a new member, which is very exciting. We had several of their leaders come to our meeting, and two new member companies have joined in just the last several uh, several months. So, Larry, it's a great time to be in the structured settlements industry, and from my perspective here in Washington, D.C., uh, the times have never been better, stronger, and more opportunistic for our industry. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, first of all, let me uh, uh, thank you for the great meeting that we just had down at the uh, PGA National with NASA. One of the, one of the uh, great meetings that we've had, uh, and, and I thank you and your staff for all the work that went into that. But, you know, one of the things we talked a lot about when we were in Florida was, was factoring and, and NASA's efforts uh, with regard to Structured Settlement Protection Acts. Can you give us a little bit of the background and history on that? Absolutely. And, you know, it's also, I have to tell you right at the top, a little frustrating on what we're trying to talk about is the soundness, the security, uh, the incredible benefits and the value of, of a structured settlement for an injured person. But we need to be focused on, um, if you will, the dark side where uh, companies, factoring companies will, and they do, they prey on people um, that have a structured settlement and persuade them uh, to sell uh, access to future payments literally for pennies on the dollar. Well, in late 1990s, we started to see this trend develop. These companies would come in, they would scrape court lists, they'd find payees, they'd go after them with call after call after call and advertising, it's your money, um, and people were persuaded to sell their future payments. This needed to stop, to be regulated, to be controlled. And back in 1998, we passed our first State Protection Act. So all these laws are enforced uh, at the state court level. Um, and we've been working on these State Protection Acts now over the years, um, and ever since the late 1990s. In 2001, we decided we needed federal legislation uh, to enforce the tax code provisions in these protection acts that, in effect, lay out a 40% excise tax on any factoring transaction that's not approved by a state court judge. And we got that law passed. It's a federal law, and it, it bolsters tremendously these state protection acts all across the country. Jim, we honestly thought the job's done. We just did it. It's perfect. It's going to protect these people. What we didn't count on was state after state after state, these factoring companies would go in, they'd use their state lobbyists, and they would undermine the protection acts in states all across the country. So in the last 14 months, we've gone out and we've picked up those states that were abused and were allowing laws to abuse these payees, and we fixed those regulations. We fixed that legislation. And we have a powerful, powerful uh, list now of state protection acts all across the country. Well, that's terrific, and uh, it's it's a never-ending battle, though, to keep uh, keep on top of it for sure. And uh, you know, recently there were changes and improvements made to the uh, Structured Settlement Protection Acts in the Florida and Virginia. And uh, I want us to talk about that uh, on the NASA website. President Michael Goodman stated that NASA is leading the charge to strengthen existing SSPAs that have proven to be vulnerable to forum shopping and other abuses. 
So let's discuss these uh, improvements, Eric, and especially in the area of the forum shopping and some other issues. Uh, that What happened down in Florida and Virginia that uh, you're pretty proud about? You know, this is a, an area, especially in Florida, but absolutely in Virginia and in other states where we were finding um, maybe a specific location, um, a, a county judge or a county, excuse me, would become almost a mill uh, for these factoring transactions. Um, in Portsmouth County in Southern Virginia, we're finding that hundreds of factoring transactions were approved every hour, 168 in one hour by one judge um, about a year and a half ago. That's not enough time to blow your nose, my God. Deciding on somebody's future payments uh, is unbelievable. So what we did was this. We changed the law in Florida, and we did lead the way, by the way. This was something that the Structured Settlements Trade Association, Michael Goodman, but Jim Early on our board of directors decided to take this on, and we fixed those laws. What did we do? It's not going to sound like much, but it's going to mean the world to these payees. You can't shop for forums. You've got to go to a court in the county in which you live. I know that sounds so simple, but if you lived in New Jersey and you wanted to factor away some of your future payments, a factoring company could fly you down to Florida and pretend you're a Florida resident and get your transaction occurred. That's gone. You cannot shop forums anymore. You go to a court in the county where you live. You must show up in person. I mean, how radical is that? A payee coming to court to be there to meet a judge and to say he or him or herself explain to the judge what you're going to use these funds for. So explain to the judge, I need to sell $100,000 in future payments for $10,000 because I want to buy a pickup truck. And the judge could say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, but at least they have a chance to exchange. Three, you need to get independent financial advice. You need to get advice that says, do you know what this transaction involves? Do you know what this entails? And that advice cannot come from the factoring company. The judge is also going to be required to ask you a couple of questions. How about this one? This was a beautiful question. Have you ever factored any of your payments or structured settlement payments in the past? How many times? One, two, three, five? Another question, do you have any dependents? Is there anybody that's counting on you to provide health care, medical care, living expenses with these structured settlements? A third question, if you do factor away these transactions, how do you plan to meet those health, living, food expenses? So a judge is going to get engaged and be involved in the process. Maybe most importantly of all, it's just the ability to have someone empowered to be able to write a piece of paper that I am of sound mind and body. I want to sell my future payments and here's what I'm going to use for that money for. And Larry, the reality is there are people that are facing 
life-challenging, life-changing activities. Uh, the health of the of the payee is dramatically changed. A mortgage payment, they could lose their house. And it's a compelling reason why selling future payments might make sense. But as a last resort, not as a first resort, and these payees are going to get more protection, more consumer protection than they've ever had before as a result of the leadership of our NASTA Board of Directors and the efforts that we've taken in these five critical states over the last 12 months. Well, you know, it's been a, a, a heroic effort, really, because the uh, the abuses that some of these factoring companies have uh, have dealt in uh, to try to get some of these folks to sell their their you know, their future payments. Uh, some of them are heartbreaking as you as you look down the road. So I, I think everything that you're talking about now is is a help and uh, and, a, and a step in the right direction. And uh, we look forward to even more scrutiny and and oversight to to make sure we keep keep our eye on the ball. Well, you know, there's one thing that is, doesn't get a lot of reporting, but you need to be aware of it, or your listeners ought to be aware of it. We didn't just pass uh, a bill in Florida. We passed a bill in Florida with unanimous support on the Republican side, the Democratic side, and both the Assembly and the Senate. The same thing just happened in Virginia, unanimous support. And in Maryland, unanimous support. That tells you that we're not just doing something right. We're doing something smart that has bipartisan support and leadership in these critical states. Well, you know, in this contentious political uh, and legislative climate that we're living in today, to have unanimous support is a, is, is a rarity, isn't it? I mean, come on. I think it says a lot about the for lack of a better word, the purity of our product. I mean, it is a bipartisan thing. We help injured people. There's no downside to that. So, but we, but we were fighting. And it's these these factoring companies are well financed. They've got a lot of support. They have lobbyists everywhere. And and the the truth be told, we needed to work with them with their, some of their leadership, and we were not going to be satisfied with a, with a half a job. We wanted to get this bill done. We were all in agreement, and in every single state, we had the state trial bar uh, group working with us. The American Insurance Association stepped up, the PCIAA, all the disability groups, the consumer groups. My God, uh, Sally Greenberg with the National Consumers League was going everywhere on our behalf. So we pulled together a strong, effective, efficient coalition, and the results speak volume uh, for, for the help we're, we're going to provide to these payees. Absolutely. And you ha- to have that kind of a coalition is uh, critical. And, uh, you know, Jim, you're absolutely right. I mean, <clears throat> our product is is so is such there's such purity to it. You know, the, 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 dis- the folks that are involved in the disability arena are, are always been in support of this product to protect their, their long-term future uh, needs. And uh, what what NASTA has done in coalescing all these various uh, disparate groups together to, to to march down the street and talk about the uh, the benefits of structured settlements has been really really amazing and uh, and a lot of that is Eric uh, your leadership and we all appreciate that. You know, I think it's a good point too, Eric, to talk. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about the structured settlement caucus. Uh, and, you know, how few organizations like ours even have any kind of a congressional caucus dedicated to one thing and the bipartisan membership that's on that caucus. 
Well, you know, Jim, this is something that it, it, it's a group effort. Almost every single person in, in our industry, and I, I take my hat off uh, to the many, many Ringler associates all across the country who reached out to their members of Congress and persuaded them to join our caucus. Um, there is there are several hundred caucuses on Capitol Hill, but there's not another one that represents the financial services industry or an insurance product or something something that helps people like this. We've got over 70 members of Congress that have joined the caucus. It is truly bipartisan. Uh, some of the strongest members of Congress on the House Ways and Means Committee are members of our caucus. And what it is more than anything else is an opportunity for members of Congress and their staff. It's just so critical to be up to date on issues and developments and to be aware of any threats, any problems, any challenges, but most importantly, opportunities for growth, because that's clearly where we're turning our attention. And now we've got a caucus ready to support our efforts to expand the use of structured settlements in the private sector and in the government sector. So it's a win-win for our industry. And again, I take my hat off to the, the many Ringler associates who reached out to their members of Congress and as a result have joined our caucus. And it's a very impressive caucus today. Well, thank you, Eric, for that, for those kind words. And, and I'll just say on behalf of the whole industry, uh, you know, not just Ringler, but uh, all the companies in this industry that have reached out and helped uh, in, on the, in their own way have all participated and contributed to that. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of kudos are there to go around to a lot of folks. Well, let's take a quick break right now, and we'll be right back in a minute, right here on Ringler Radio, with our special guest right now. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, everyone. Glad you could join us. I'm here today joined by my co-host, Jim Early, and my special guest, Eric Vaughn, the Executive Director of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. Well, Jim, I know that NASTA and, and, and some of your, you folks have been very involved in, uh, in the, what we call the Freddie Gray story in Maryland, and it's a very compelling story about this whole arena. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take the lead here and talk to Eric uh, about that? Sure. I mean, as you know, Freddie Gray was uh, uh, was a case in the Baltimore. It was very, very ho- high profile in the media. But the sub story 
was that uh, Freddie Gray was a recipient of a structured settlement from uh, a lead paint uh, type injury when he was a child. And uh, I, I, I'm going to defer to Eric and let him tell a little bit about the background of that and what it led to in terms of new legislation very recently in Maryland. Well, and Jim, it's interesting you bring it up. It was almost exactly one year ago today uh, when Freddie Gray was picked up uh, penniless uh, in Baltimore. And uh, we don't know all the details, but he subsequently died in the back of a police van. Uh, And the story that did come out was that he, as a young child, had ingested uh, lead paint chips along with two of his siblings. um, And he had a, a structured settlement. Um, several hundred thousand dollars. The one number I heard was as high as eight hundred thousand um, dollars as a young man, but it was meant to provide him with his health and some uh, living expenses. He had some very, very serious cognitive issues as he grew up, um, and he was no stranger to the police, but he died penniless. And he died penniless because over five transactions, uh, he sold away all of his future payments, all of them, for literally pennies on the dollar. When the story broke, at first, uh, the chief judge of the state court of appeals, and in Maryland, that's the highest court, uh, was livid that it, anyone could have uh, such a situation occur. And it, a, all five transactions occurred in one court under the auspices of one judge uh, presented by one company uh, repetitively five times over uh, the course of a couple of years, leaving Freddie Gray with nothing. So what she did was stepped in and for the first time, I'm sorry, second time in our nation's history, adopted court rules of procedure. And in Maryland, uh, they have the, 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 the effect of statute. So they approved them. They're in place as of January 1. And I have to tell you, they are the toughest, most progressive, most thoughtful uh, rules of court procedure dealing with uh, factoring transactions in our country. Well, the legislature didn't want to stop there, so they've just worked on some things, Jim, and I think you're pretty well aware of what's going on in the Maryland legislature, but I can fill in any details uh, that you want with what the legislature's doing. Well, why don't you go ahead and do that? Because I think that, you know, you took such a pivotal role in in organizing our resources and our, our legal team to address that. Well, it's, you know, it's Maryland is right here, just outside of the District of Columbia. I live in Maryland, uh, and we took the opportunity to take advantage of these court rules that are excellent and the legislature that wanted to do more. So the attorney general is a Democrat. The legislature is controlled by Democrats um, over the course of the last four and a half months have been working to perfect, if you will, these new court rules of procedure. Uh, On Monday of this week, uh, the Maryland General Assembly, both the Senate and the House, passed unanimously these new court rules of procedure. So once again, we've got a unanimous base of support that those bills are on their way to the governor's desk right now. So we're waiting on Governor Hogan's signature. Um, And it was the Maryland Association for Justice, once again, leaders in our industry across a full spectrum of our association members, the the American Insurance Association, consumer groups, members of Congress, all weighing in to try to make sure that a Freddie Gray situation will never happen again. 
and and these new court rules of procedure and this legislation is a testament um, to leadership in our state, Maryland, to fix these rules, but also to our industry and our allies to address these problems, address them fairly, and protect these payees and their families against abuses. Yeah, and I think we also have to give some credit to the media because I think the Washington Post or Baltimore Sun and some of those uh, some of those newspapers did what a newspaper should do. They they went out and they really spotlighted these abuses on these lead paint cases with uh, with a lot of the factoring of some of these transactions. And uh, I think it really brought it to the fore. Uh, and F- Freddie Gray kind of crystallized it. But I I think the media is to be given some credit here. Oh, I agree completely. The Washington Post, in fact, won a won a major award uh, for their reporting on the story. It was front page headline reporting. So it was very important to get that word out. And it, one of the few times where the media took on a story, got the facts, went after the factoring abuses, uh, and, and did a really good job to promote uh, good, solid court rules of procedure and laws. You know, so it came together very effectively. You know, it's, and it, we're, we're raising an important point here because the, the media in, in – Oftentimes, and it's true, it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, sometimes they don't get all the facts right, and the stories come out with headlines and with uh, sometimes half-truths. But uh, that's what's so important about being vigilant and watching these stories and helping correct that. I know that's what NASA tries to do all over the place. And, of course, one other one other area where this, this shows up is, uh, you know, the way that social media and the Internet works – because if you Google structured settlements, uh, many times what comes up first is the factoring company instead of just instead of the entities that are really performing the the, the appropriate structured settlement transactions. So it, it all of that becomes part of the uh, the oversight that NASA has to continue to, to to look to 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 make sure we protect the uh, the integrity of our industry. That's a good point, Larry, because NASA's role in that was 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 significant in that during the reporting process. You know, they they interviewed you, they interviewed Michael, they interviewed various members of our trade, and 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 it allowed us to make sure that there was a clear differentiation between structured settlements and factoring. Too often, the terms are unfortunately interchangeable, and I think the the credit to the reporting was that it was clear they are separate things. You know, it's uh, the reality is so much of our communications today is on the internet. It is through the social media challenge uh, channels. And uh, we, we may very well have to recognize the fact that the, the factoring industry has spent so much money, so much time on the internet promoting their uh, tactics, their initiatives, um, that we're struggling for our brand. I mean, I think we got it back in, in, in Florida. We got it back in Virginia. We absolutely got it back in Maryland because of these new rules and laws. But the fact is that these factoring companies, and there are over 140 of them, they're constantly pounding away uh, to pretend they're structured settlement factoring companies. Well, they're not. And they, we've got to struggle to get our brand back. Well, I think this has been a very important discussion, Eric and Jim, uh, and I hope our audience has gotten a pretty good insight into you know all the things that NASA does to protect the structured settlement recipients. Uh, these 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 state laws that you're always that all of us are really making sure are uh, in place. 
I have nothing but uh, good things to to do for uh, for our uh, for our structured settlement industry. And uh, you know, the important takeaway I think from all of these changes is that people are now talking more about the benefits of structured settlements. Uh, just like the the articles and newspapers, when they really begin to understand what our product is all about, that's nothing but good for this industry. And uh, and our legis- the legislation out there has changed the way we're looking at structures. So, Eric, in closing, what 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 could, what do you say out there to those folks who? Uh, who are, are seeing both sides of this. They're seeing factoring companies coming at them with, uh, you know, it's your money, you can have it now. And then you have the, the, other, the other side of it saying structured settlements are there for the long term and are there for your, for your protection. Uh, what do you see coming down the pike? What's really going to happen is that we are, our industry is going to take on the challenge of judicial education because what we've learned throughout this entire process, it all comes down to a state court judge. And in Cook County, Illinois, uh, almost all of the factoring transactions that come into the courts go to one judge. And she's unbelievably well-schooled and trained and knowledgeable, and she rarely, if ever, approves a factoring transaction because she doesn't see them as being in, in the best interest of the payee. That's the kind of judge and that's the sort of educational opportunity we need to get created all across the country. That's the next big challenge for our association. And by the way, this summer, we've been invited to the National Judicial College where the Structured Settlements Protection Act is going to be a subject, a major subject on a webinar for judges all across the country. So we are not just talking about it. We're going to get this done, and educating judges is going to be our top priority. Well, that sounds like a great step this summer. And uh, with that, I think we'll say uh, we'll close this up. And, uh, Eric, if someone wanted to contact you about uh, any of these issues, how would they get a hold of you? The easiest way to do it is uh, evon at nssta.com. Uh, but just the NASA office is always open and the number is always available. Uh, they can call us at uh, 202-289-4004 or again, it's evon at nssta.com. Terrific. And Jim, how about yourself? If someone wanted to contact you. Uh, Jay Early at RinglerAssociates.com, or uh, I would welcome anybody with any interest in Ringler to look at our website, www.RinglerAssociates.com, a wealth of information about Ringler and our trade and uh, contact for all of the great folks at our company. Terrific. And I, I concur with that. I second that. And also, when you go on that site, you can find all the Ringler radio shows uh, on RinglerAssociates.com. And you can also find them on ringleradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or you can find them on iTunes where you can download them and listen at your leisure uh, and uh, listen to uh, Eric and Jim, especially on today's show. It's a terrific show, I thought, for all of us out there. So with that, I want to say to you, Eric, thanks again for being our great special guest. Larry, thank you very much. And Jim, thanks for being a great co-host. I'm glad to do it, Larry. Happy to be here. Terrific. And for the rest of you out there, Go have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.